Welcome to Anorak, the happy podcast for kids. We have questions, we have experts to answer them, and we also have some jokes. Why did the girl put sugar under her pillow before she went to bed? So she could have sweet dreams. This episode, we talk about dreams. Hi, I'm Felix. I'm eight years old and I live in England. So there was this one time I woke up in my bed and... Everything looked so normal, like real life. But then I was starting to feel like maybe something was wrong. And I went downstairs and I heard someone knocking at the door. I opened it up. It was Posty, the guy who delivers packages and stuff to our house. He said, I've got a big package today. So I said, thank you. I closed the door and locked it. And I was like, what is this? I mean, I don't think anyone's in this house except for me. But I think there's other people in the world because Posty just came around. So I opened it up. I got some scissors and I opened it up. And inside was something which blew my mind. It was literally a water slide. And... What I could do with it is I could turn it into, like, a person. And when I turned it into a person, it kind of looked like its nose was a mini water slide and its legs were, like, the ladders and its arms were, like, more little slides and its eyes were just, like, buttons, really. And I went up into my bathroom and I placed it on the wall and I went down it and I slid out of my window... So I, like, slid down the hallway out of my bathroom onto the carpet and went past my brother's door into my nook and went flying through the door and landed in the road. And then suddenly I heard a rumbling sound. It was coming from the roundabout and I saw a van. It was coming straight towards me. I wanted to ask for help, but I couldn't speak in my dream. So, you know, when you try to speak in a dream, but you're like, (laughs) so I was like that. And I started going really slow running and the van ran me over and I woke up like, (laughs) and I was sweating so much. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was the weirdest dream ever. My name is Antonio Zadra. I'm a professor of psychology at the University of Montreal and a sleep and dream researcher at the Center for Advanced Research in Sleep Medicine. I study dreams and things called parasomnias, these weird behaviors that you can have during your sleep, including things like nightmares, sleep terrors, and sleepwalking. I did not set out to become a sleep and dream researcher. And when I was a young student, I didn't even know these fields existed. But when I was in college, I had a really striking and unusual dream. And it was the first dream I ever wrote down. And because of this dream, 
which was also what are called a lucid dream, dreams in which you are aware that you are dreaming, I started reading more about dreams. And then I learned that not only is there this rich history on dreams, dreams and spirituality, dreams and religion, but also the science of dreams, that people were studying dreams in sleep laboratories and studying dreams of people with different disorders. And the whole area fascinated me to the point that I decided that's what I wanted to do. Hello, my name is Elsie. I live in America and I'm seven. What is a dream? That is an excellent question. Researchers don't really agree on what dreams are or what counts as a dream. But generally, dreams are any kind of experience that you have while you are asleep. So it can be a feeling, it can be some thoughts, it can be an image, even if it's static. And of course, it can be these really long, engaging experiences that we have where you visit and see these other worlds interact with people or other animals. And those are usually the kinds of dreams that interest and fascinate people more than the simpler ones that I was mentioning at the beginning. So in essence, a dream is really any subjective experience, things you see, think, do while you are asleep, or even as you are falling asleep. The kinds of dreams that we have will also vary depending on the time of night it is, that is, where you are in your sleep cycle. So most of our most vivid, bizarre, or emotionally engaging dreams tend to happen late in the sleep period, so closer to the time you wake up in the morning. That's where you might have really incredible dreams or dreams of flying or also bad dreams, nightmares, or really exciting, fun dreams. So everything that's much more vivid and engaging tends to happen later in the sleep period. Earlier in the sleep period, you can also dream, and people tend to dream throughout the night, but they can be a little bit less bizarre, less emotionally engaging, sometimes more thought-like. And sometimes we might wake up early in the night and remember a dream, but it's more like a few thoughts or a few isolated images. So it doesn't have that really exciting structure where you're engaging with other people or animals or visiting these strange and unusual places. Our most vivid dreams tend to happen in a particular phase of sleep called rapid eye movement sleep. And it has its name because if you watch someone sleeping in this stage of sleep, you can see through their closed eyelids that their eyes are darting back and forth, back and forth, as if they were looking at something. And this stage of sleep gets longer. It occurs about every 90 minutes, about every hour and a half after you fall asleep. But each cycle gets longer and longer as you sleep throughout the night. So your first one, if you go to bed like around 9 o'clock, the first one you'll have around 10.30 might only last 5 or 6 minutes. But the last one that you're going to have before waking up in the morning could go on for half hour, 40 minutes, 
So you have these much longer and intense dreams. And so it's easier to wake up with something that we remember at that time. So generally, the dreams that people remember most are the ones that we experience in the morning before we wake up. Hi, my name is Naya. I'm eight and a half years old, and I am from Canada. Do you remember any of your dreams? Now, that's a cool question. I used to remember my dreams a lot more than I do now. And the reason being is that I used to take the time in the morning to lie still in bed to see if any images came back to mind. And I also kept a dream diary. Now, I'll still jot down the occasional dream nowadays, but I usually just keep that for particularly salient or powerful dreams or dreams that intrigue me. So I'm more selective. But when I go on holidays or on weekends, then I make an effort to try to recall them because I'm not in as big of a rush in the morning. What was the weirdest dream you've ever heard? One that comes to mind for being quite unusual but also because it was a recurrent dream. So a dream that happens more than once. It was this university student, a young woman, who would recurrently dream that she was walking on a beach with her parents and she was a bit ahead of them on the beach. And then out of the ocean, there is a giant capital letter a that rises out of the water. And this giant letter says in this thundering voice, I am the letter A. Come in and follow me. The girl goes into the water and starts swimming towards this giant letter A. But the letter A keeps receding and she can't make it towards it. And the waves get a bit more tumultuous and she's having trouble swimming in the current and finally gives up and then wakes up and with a bit of a fright that she might even drown. And so this to me was sort of bizarre, but not over the top bizarre, not with animals, plants and trees and forests talking to you and so on. But this one is one that came to mind with the giant letter A. Do dreams come true? That's a tricky question to answer. Because your brain, when you dream, tries to predict sometimes future events. It tries to understand maybe what did you experience recently and how does it tie in maybe to what the future holds. So sometimes you can dream of things that later do come true. But of course, we have all kinds of dreams that have little resemblance to our real life waking lives. But for instance, the Olympics are going on. And so you might hear stories of athletes who dreamt that they did an incredible performance at figure skating or a ski jump or what have you, and that they won a medal. And some of them might win a medal. And so in that respect, their dream did come true. But it's not because the dream is necessarily seeing into the future. It's just that it's exploring different possibilities. And that's why whether we have a really fun, exciting dream, again, where you win a medal or you reach some kind of goal or you make this team or you get some kind of grade on an exam, 
or you have an unpleasant dream where someone you love becomes ill or something negative happens to a loved cat or dog or what have you. You shouldn't necessarily worry that these things are going to happen. Again, it's just your brain trying to make sense of what did you experience recently? What have you been thinking about? What kind of emotions have you been through lately? And how does it tie into things that might happen in the future? So my answer would be some dreams come true because they're well aligned with things that might happen in the future. And the vast majority don't because they're exploring things in weird and bizarre ways that don't really relate directly to your dreams. Hi, my name is Dr. Caroline Horton. I'm a reader in psychology, which means I work in a university as an academic psychologist. So I work at Bishop Gwastest University in Lincoln, in England, and I direct Dreams Lab, which is a nice small sleep lab where we conduct most of our research. Each day is different in my job. Most of what I do involves teaching students psychology, working with them, getting them involved with real psychological research. And then I have my own research programme, which explores sleep and dreaming and everything in between. So really, we're interested in the benefits of sleep. And on top of that, are there any benefits of dreaming as well? And we think that there are. And we think that dreaming helps us to process our daily lives and our memories. Where do dreams come from? This is a complex question and lots of academics and researchers disagree. Some people say dreams are just the random firings of neurons, our brain cells, and actually dreams are pretty meaningless. They're just kind of mental junk that's left over from the day. Most people, however, think there's something (laughs) kind of predictable about the way our dreams are structured. So we can certainly find patterns in the things that we dream about and the things that we remember. So dreams are usually quite emotional, they're usually quite weird, but they still come from our everyday lives. So if I were to answer your question in one word, I'd say dreams come from memories. They are from our brains. So my dreams will be different to your dreams. Why are dreams so weird? They're wonderfully weird. And that's probably the trickiest question of all about dreams. Why are they so weird? Well, I think in order to understand why dreams are weird, we need to know what dreams are. And dreams, we think, come from our memory banks and our brains. So dreams seem weird because they don't play out our memories from day to day in the same way as we actually experience them. And if you think about your own dreams, you can relate to that, I'm sure. So it may be, for example, that you have a dream uh, that's set in your school and you might be talking to your teacher, for example, but hey, Harry Potter might be there and it might be that you're telling your teacher you've forgotten your broomstick that day or whatever it might be. And so if we look at each of those individual bits, actually they're quite normal because we can probably work out where they've come from. It might be that we've been reading Harry Potter or we've had a conversation with the person in the dream, whether that's in real life or, you know, we've just seen them on TV or something. But the weirdness comes from when we mix it all together. If we look at individual components, not so weird. When we recreate something new out of those components, they become weird because we're putting things together that wouldn't normally mix together in everyday life. And so I tend to call dreams a complex mix of the mundane and the bizarre because actually We dream about some pretty boring stuff as well sometimes. It's just we're not so interested in those bits and we automatically tend to forget them. 
it's almost like a workout for our brains. So it's the perfect conditions for our brains really to have that opportunity to try things out. And we think there's a good reason for it. So often in our dreams, we'll have really emotional experiences and we might be terrified sometimes. I mean, they're not always nice. We might experience flying or or things, again, that we just wouldn't normally have the ability to do. And we think our brains are giving us the opportunity to try out things, sort of rehearse them that we wouldn't normally do in waking life. So we can experience those huge emotions. And hopefully, if we've sort of had a go at practicing those when we're asleep, we might be better able to deal with those situations should we ever need to in the waking world. How come sometimes we can remember our dreams and sometimes we can't? This is actually a really important question because we probably forget more than 95% of our dream experiences. And for some people, that's so profound that they would be utterly convinced that they don't dream at all. In fact, we know that everyone dreams every night. And I would argue that we're dreaming the whole time we're asleep. We just have different kinds of dreams. We have different kinds of sleep experiences and they give rise to different kinds of mental activity or or thoughts during the night. Some people certainly remember their dreams more than others, and we don't really know why. For example, men are less able to remember their dreams than women. It doesn't reflect their memory abilities. It doesn't seem to reflect anything else. It's just one of those really interesting effects. Younger people are more likely to remember their dreams than older people. If you're stressed, that can affect your ability to dream as well. On top of that, some dreams are just much more memorable than others. So if they're really emotional, if they're really terrifying, actually, they can really stick with you and you might have had that experience yourself. And it seems cruel, I guess, that we would remember those experiences that are probably the worst ones. But we think a couple of things. One, there's probably a function around this forgetting of dreams. And this is why your question is really important. So I think if we remembered all our dreams, we'd be confused all the time (laughs) because dreams do come from our waking lives. But if we weren't sure whether something had really happened to us or whether we dreamt it, it would be hard work for our memories. So I think there's a good reason why we forget these dream experiences. There's also some other aspects of memory that we know about how memory operates that means that some of these dreams are more memorable than others. So when we go to sleep, we're in a very different state to how we function when we're awake. And it's just quite tricky to carry that memory over from the sleep state to the waking state. And when we wake up, we tend to focus on the things that we need to do when we wake up, especially if we're late for something or if someone's shouting at us to say, get up, get on with it, you need to have your breakfast. So for those reasons, we tend to focus on the real stuff, the non-dream stuff, and that kind of displaces the dream memory. It pushes it out. Hi, my name is Emma. I am 10 years old and I live in England. What does analysing dreams mean? In a basic sense, dreams are weird and fascinating and there's a real excitement about being able to make sense of them. So analysing dreams means we somehow apply some kind of method for understanding why we've dreamt of certain things. Analysing dreams is something that we like the thought of (laughs) because dreams are weird and and wonderful, but we've got to be really careful about doing that. We think that we dream about things from our waking lives because we're probably working out which bits we need to remember. 
that have happened to us are important, why they're important. We kind of take little bits of those experiences and we um, split them off from other bits of those experiences and we mix them up and we put them into a new setting. But we don't think it's necessarily meaningful. So as much as we have to be careful with making too much sense out of our dreams, we can still get a lot of pleasure out of them. And it can still be really useful to talk to people about our dreams. What types of horses only go out at night? Nightmares! My name's Jane Theresa Anderson, and although I was born in England, I now live in Australia, and I live on the uh, island of Tasmania, which is right down the bottom of Australia. And if we stand on the South Shore and look across the ocean, the next place we would see, if we could see that far, would be Antarctica. I help people to understand their dreams. And the way that that works is that usually people find me on the internet through my website and they book to have either a phone conversation or a Zoom conversation. And we sit down together for usually about an hour and we talk about one dream for the whole hour and work out why the person had the dream, what it says about them in their life and how we can help the person understand more about themselves and how to go about their life by looking at the dream. I was fascinated by my dreams ever since I was three, four, five years old. I used to really look forward to going to bed and having dreams, and dreams have fascinated me my whole life. However, when I went to university, I studied to be a scientist. So I actually studied how the brain and the nerves work to help you understand the world around you. So how your brain and your nerves interpret what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're touching, what you're smelling. And that was my special subject. And I worked in that area for a while, but in the end, you know, I was still having amazing dreams and that's what I really wanted to understand. So I decided to set up a research group and I got together a few hundred people and asked them to write down their dreams. And I also asked them to write down what was happening for them in their waking life. And then I compared what was happening in their life to what was happening in their dreams. What does it mean when you're flying in a dream? It would be really, really good to have a dream dictionary and we could all look up what does flying in a dream mean and there'll be one answer that would be right for everybody. Unfortunately, it's not quite like that. Our dreams come from deep within ourselves. They come from a part of ourselves that's so deep, it's our unconscious mind. And it's our own unconscious mind that makes up the symbols and the feelings in our dreams. So to understand what it means when you fly in your dreams, the first question to ask yourself is, how do I feel when I'm flying? Now, a lot of people, when they fly in their dreams, it's like, wow, this is amazing. This is so good. Look at all the things that I can see down there on the earth. And maybe you have that dream when there's somewhere in your life when you're beginning to think, oh, I'm feeling really good and I'm getting a really good feeling for where I'm going in my life and where I've been. It's almost like I'm looking down on the map of my life and someone else might say, when I fly in my dreams, it's really scary. Like I keep thinking I'm going to fall and I really want to get off the ground. But And maybe when you have that dream, it might mean that you really want to get something up and happening in your life or you want to move up in the world in some way or move up in class or get better at something. 
But there's a part of yourself that's going, oh, I'm really scared about this. What, what if I can't do it? What if I can't get up there? So it's really good to think about how you feel in the dream and then look in your life and say, where in my life am I feeling a bit like that at the moment? Why do we have dreams where we're falling? There's an interesting thing about falling. And sometimes just as you're falling off to sleep, you can have what feels like a dream and you go, oops, and you've kind of fallen off a curb or a tree or something. And that's not a real dream. That's sort of like the beginnings of dreams. And sometimes that happens because when we fall asleep, we tell our muscles to relax and stop moving because if we didn't do that, we would get up and act out our dreams. We'd be running around. So it's important that our muscles stop working largely so that we stay in bed and we're relaxed and we don't hurt ourselves. So sometimes as you're falling asleep, your muscles can begin to relax and your whole body can jolt. And oops, what was that? Most people in a falling dream, it'll be like, ah, I'm falling. Oh no, am I going to hit the bottom? What's going to happen? Something terrible. And have a little think about your life and say, is there something in my life that it feels like it's going to change and and it feels like I don't have the ground under my feet anymore. It feels like I've got nothing to hang on to. It feels like I'm free falling in life and I'm really scared about it. Another common falling dream that a lot of people have is that maybe they're holding on to the edge of a cliff or something and they let go. And first of all, they're dreaming. They're really scared that they're falling, but all of a sudden they can fly and it feels wonderful. Why do we have falling dreams? You can't use a dream dictionary. Ask yourself how you felt when you were falling in your dream. And then ask yourself, where in my life do I feel a bit like that? Because what my dream was trying to do was process my feelings about this issue in my life. When you remember your dreams, do you ever write or draw about them? Yes, I do. I started by writing down all my dreams. Sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would have my pen and paper, and I would sometimes write out a whole dream, or sometimes I would write out a few words that I knew when I woke up in the morning would remind me of the dream, or sometimes I'd draw a little picture that would remind me. And so I had so many dream journals full of all my dreams, and I did work with them and interpret them, and they have helped me enormously in my life to understand myself and my life and to make good decisions. Do you remember any of your dreams? If you do, what is your favorite one? Sometimes I wake up and I only remember a little bit of a dream, but most nights I wake up and I remember three or four or five different dreams. And it's taken a bit of practice to be able to do that. So I find that the more that you wake up in the morning, you you start thinking about your dreams and you realize that they're really important. The more you do that, it's like practicing anything, the more dreams you remember on other nights. It's interesting that often, particularly when we're children, we tend to only remember our scary dreams because they wake us up. And sometimes our parents, with all the love in the world, can say to us, don't worry, it's only a dream, it's not important. Whereas really our dreams are very important because when we understand our dreams, they can actually help us. So if you can get past and feel okay about having scary dreams, you'll find that there are some absolutely amazing dreams out there. You've asked me which are my favorite. Oh my goodness, I have millions of favorite dreams, but my favorite kind of dreams is when I'm having a dream and somebody says to me, do you think you're dreaming? And in the dream, I say, no, of course not. I mean, look around, everything's perfectly normal. 
And by perfectly normal, it would be something like there's a pink elephant standing over there and there's all these amazing things happening. But in my dream, it's perfectly normal. Of course, I'm not dreaming. And the person will then say again, but do you think you're dreaming? And I'll say, no, look, I'll prove it to you. If this was a dream, I could fly. So in my dream, I come up on my tiptoes and I wave my arms around and I fly. What music scares balloons? Pop music. Wow! <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye bye. And now a message for the grown ups. Be sure to stay up to date with our happy podcast series by subscribing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like it that much, feel free to leave a review. Follow our happy news by visiting anorakmagazine.com where you can become a patron and register your child to be a little podcaster for our next series. Oh, and we are on Instagram too at anorakmag. See you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.